0: Hi I'm Jennifer and I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring and motivating life-changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to The Prosperity Project.
1: Welcome back to the podcast and today we're talking about how doing less brings more prosperity. Now actually this doesn't just apply to prosperity, this applies to a lot of different areas in life. So the area that I found it particularly is when I'm training in the gym. Now it's really easy to decide to go and work out and then end up doing tons and tons of stuff and ultimately overworking yourself and it being more detrimental than it is good. You end up overtired you end up overtrained you end up being in a position where you can't recover properly and you're just achy all the time and ultimately rather than getting the benefits that you were hoping for instead you end up with the opposite you end up just feeling worse than if you'd done less so one of the things that I learned was ultimately doing more focused work doing more purposeful work and doing more informed work gets better results And I think that that absolutely applies to prosperity in the same way in that being focused and being, I guess, having the right intent behind what you're doing, having the right purpose behind what you're doing is much more important than just being busy.
0: Just being busy, exactly. I think busy. That's, a, that's a tagline of our society, isn't it? B- busy B- syndrome. <laughs> busy is a
1: terrible word.
0: I know, and it's almost seen as a badge of honor. So when I was thinking about this episode, what led me to think it would be a fantastic topic? was a little bit of just getting fed up with a bit of hustle culture that I keep seeing everywhere so I'm I'm actually making a video or I have made a video about this point to do with the business world about we seem to see a lot of this you know I have to be working 10 hours I have to be working a day job plus I have to come home and work eight hours look after my kids get up at four in the morning do four work right there's a lot of very hard work struggle hustle and what I'm going to do in this episode if you'll allow me to is I'm going to call a little bit of bs I'm going to give you a little bit different that if you wish to borrow our paradigm on how we do things you are welcome to try it and test it for yourself I've found a test many of it Matt just talked about working out but it's a philosophy that actually intentful work Intentful purpose will be far more productive than pure effort or action. And
1: if you think about productivity, actually, so this whole being busy isn't a new thing. I remember when I was younger, my mum was busy <laughs> all the time. And your mum's yeah. busy even I think today. It still is. It's I think like my mum's busy. Doing my mum's still busy, but I'm just not there to see it. My <laughs> mum is busy, but yet yeah, if you said, What have you actually done? Like, itemize it. What have you done? The problem is, you know, when someone's wording it is busy but not busy when they itemize something down to the nth degree Mm. so for me if I was busy I'd say I'll just put a wash on that's it I did some washing today Whereas somebody that is busy mm-hmm. um, sorted the washing, put the stuff <laughs> in the washing machine. Then they had to find the right powder to put in. And then they let that cycle. In, and they had to distinguish between what was maybe going to be tumble dried or whatever. And then they had to hang it up. But also before they hung it up, they had to put away the old washing. And...
0: Is that not what I told you I did today? No. <laughs>
1: but a lot of people, when they're busy, actually, they spend a lot of time thinking about doing stuff. Mm. And time just disappearing Mm. because how many of us when we feel like we've had a busy day actually we can't really itemize what we've done Mm. whereas if we've had a productive day yep we can absolutely pinpoint all those things we did and we don't need to build it up with all of these incremental steps that took place if i've had a productive day and doing some washing is part of that i did some washing yes it's not 10 different things that i need to talk about (laughs) in order to justify my time i just did the washing but yet i can definitely see people like my mum and like your mum who they're on their feet all day mm. they don't really sit down and do nothing but yet when you look at what they've done it's close to nothing which well, is interesting it,
0: it's me i think it's Maybe deeper that's my that judgment. no it's not close to nothing because it has been it has been things that needed to be done like they need They need at some point to be done, right? You can't live in dirty clothes, right? Or things like that. But I often find some scenarios when people say they're busy, it's actions that actually they don't want to be doing or they resent so a lot of times when people say they're busy when they scale and they talk about what they're actually doing you can hear the feelings behind it oh I had to do you know well I did the washing and you can tell by the way people say it they're not excited by it it's not like oh, I got to do the washing today I and mean, then guess what I then got to hang it out and it was the most incredible smell right there's a whole different emotions and well, I don't get going.
1: excited about washing but <laughs> for me it still it just happens it's not a big deal but again I think that the difference between feeling like you're doing less Mm. versus being busy is ultimately the intent behind it and the focus and also being okay with choosing to have downtime rather than almost have the whole day where it's felt busy, but you've had downtime in between, but you've not recognized it. You've not measured it. Maybe you've gone on the phone for a little while. Maybe you've Mm. looked at the internet for a little while. Maybe you've done this or that or whatever else, but because of none of it's been intentional, the whole day's, almost merge into one day of doing stuff rather than I did this for an hour then I decided to do nothing really I just kind of relaxed and messed around on my phone or looked at Instagram whatever it happens to be for 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and then I chose to do this about those choices and the conscious efforts that I think change your mindset about ultimately you're doing less but when you do do something it's intentional which actually means that it's got more value
0: I would say that rather than trying to be busy or productive, the word almost been, has your day been fulfilling?
1: Oh. Has
0: your I know, right? Has your day got you excited and thankful for what you... Can, can you see every single activity or most of the activities meant that you felt... They were then lighting you up for further days ahead. You were, you know, you felt you served the best way. You felt that you gave the world what you needed to do in that moment, but actually, you've received as well. And so I'm going to start off this podcast with a bit of a high-level question for you, a bit of a high-level thought process. What if you are not meant to be doers in the word that we would associate doing with, like Matt just described, that kind of busy attitude? Do, do, do. What if the core thing that you you were meant to focus on was actually being who you are being in the world your intention how you're showing up and I think there's a little bit of a hint and a clue why I'm going to this our word for the human race is not human doers it's human beings being physically being in your presence and when we're thinking about how we're actually using our time our one resource the world does not reward people who are people pleasers So your job as a human is not simply to make as many people happy around you and then the rewards will come.
1: Well, because also when you do that, you're often not making yourself happy.
0: Yeah, exactly. The fulfillment thing. The world will reward you for how you're being, the way you're showing up, your intention, what desires and things you're creating in the world. and. All these things can be one action or a combination of actions. And actually what we're suggesting in this podcast is there is equal power, there's equal creative intention, there's equal weight importance to when you choose to only do some things and even rest. So um, it's more the flip the script on this podcast and saying if you were to get more selective over what you use your energy for, I have no doubt the ripple effects in your fulfillment and your prosperity, you know, if we're talking about health, well-being, money, all that, it would be so tangible that you would see the change from maybe how you're feeling right now. So the actual doing less means actually being more selective on what things fulfill you and doing those as your focus. It doesn't mean that you don't have to make the beds, doesn't mean that you don't need to have to make the dinners, but you're filling your days more with stuff that you know is going to allow you to be the version of you that you want to be so what i'm really driving at here in the conversation we'll kick off is energetic boundaries if you like
1: oh that sounds i
0: know it sounds big right it sounds big time is our only finite resource would you agree
1: yes and we also don't know what we've got
0: right money energy um access to the internet all these things are infinite money can be created you, you can get access to as much money as you decide you want access to right you you can go and basically borrow money if you want if you just want physical money you can go and borrow it or you know get crowdfunded so money is we think it's limited but it's not but that sacredness of your time is really the thing that will add up to your fulfillment how you're using your time and what you're doing with it will then have the ripple effect So the question is, do you find yourself doing more or being more in life?
1: That's a deep question.
0: It's really deep, isn't it? And I I think it's one that I've been pondering. I know you were talking about your mum and my mum as maybe your classic kind of female or more feminine qualities of raising a home that we grew up with, right? So both you and I grew up in the 80s, 90s. It wasn't common in my area of the world where women had a full-time job still, right? I don't mm-hmm. know about you. I don't know
1: if... No, my mum my wasn't the worker. No,
0: but I don't think the cultural norm we didn't The cultural see. norm, it wasn't,
1: yeah, it wasn't that women were the breadwinner in the house. Um, exactly. It was probably during the stages where things started to transition, but it, it wasn't so common for sure. But
0: the, the characteristic was still maybe that at least one person would be at home with the kids yep. and they would be actively looking after the home and the other partner would be the one going out and doing the money and, you know, yep. making a living and whatnot. And it's really just been the shift in the past generation that's seen both equal, maybe in a relationship, a partnership, being able, and I say able, being allowed to do actually anything we want to some degree right? and the
1: flip side is though that the world has kind of changed where things are a lot more expensive and maybe both people need to. well I say need that's that's loose Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of loose terms really because I think we've covered separately that it still becomes a choice about Mm -hmm. how much money you want and how much time you want and what lifestyle you want to lead but more and more of us live in a household where both people feel it's a requirement to work both full-time
0: the summary is both sexes genders and everything we have more options that we're allowed to do more or less everything that we, we could want yes there's very little very little limitations now in the way there was a generation ago absolutely and I think with that freedom then comes almost like well because I can do everything I should do everything right well,
1: and also I think that some people feel like there's a, a point to prove It's kind of because I can, then what I need to do is maximize it, get the most out of it, prove that it's, I'm of value in this particular space uh, and all the rest of it, which, which brings out this almost competitiveness, but you're not competing with anyone else. You're just almost stealing your own time (laughs) to compete with nothing
0: yeah but it's because you think you should be you should think you should be doing everything all these things and so because we have this freedom to do whatever we want become overwhelmed that we should be doing all these things i think it then is an autopilot where we forget to even think about what do we want to be and do what actually matters to us you know people Mm -hmm. often talk about oh my parents wanted me to become a doctor or you know i was meant to marry this person or i'm meant to love it's all handed down to you rather than the clarity well what do you actually want to do what is your choices in life and i mentioned energetic boundaries meaning what if we took like our time our focus as being something sacred to make sure it was going exactly the right places we wanted rather than just the places that we thought we should put it but more so what if we gave those resources our focus only when we felt we could give our full attention right Mm -hmm. so when we live in a world that every single minute or every single half an hour is mapped out from morning till night where's the life meant to be where's the spontaneity where's the actual life coming in and surprising you in wonderful ways where's the breathing space where's the rest Right. And I think we've got stuck in a culture that has magnified people who thought that work, work, do, do was the only way to get results. I'm actually suggesting that when you focus on giving yourself boundaries and being selective, that actually because of the intention behind those, the focus, the passion, that being a much more powerful resource that you don't need the mass output of what you're doing or doing everything that you possibly can.
1: Now, what I would say is some people listening might say, well, you know what, with a day job and everything else, then that takes up an awful lot of my time and I don't have the scope for other things. I don't have the scope to be intentional with how I'm spending my time. You know, I've managed to work an extra hour and a half after I was due to finish due to this deadline or whatever, and that's happened quite a lot. So where do I find this time? Now, what I would say is, It's similar to when people look at their money and they say, I don't have enough. I don't know where it goes. Or people that say, I'm not really eating that much, but yet I'm putting on weight. If you actually break things down, you'll see where things go. If you were to calorie count every single day for a week, you'll see where the weight is coming from. Mm Mm-hmm. If you decide to look at what you've been doing each day and actually kind of almost retrospectively keep a diary of what you did during the course of your day, you'll find that when you finish work, that your time did go and you had enough of it to do things, but instead it just disappeared on Love Island and Instagram and this and that and everything else. There's nothing wrong with those, Mm. but when they're not intentional, it means that it's it's basically a time sap and you mm-hmm. don't realize it. So what I would suggest is ultimately we need to be a lot more intentional about thinking about our time so that we're not thinking to ourselves, well, I don't have enough. We all get the same 24 hours. And obviously some people have part-time jobs, no day job, a full-time day job, extra hours, whatever. So although we have the same 24 hours, it varies depending on actually how we get to spend it. But we can be smarter and more intentional about our time. So one of the things we did. So we, we don't have day jobs. So mm-hmm. We have flexibility, which means that we're in a, a better situation than some people as far as our time freedom. Mm-hmm. However, we still outsource our ironing. <laughs> I have the time to do the ironing. Absolutely, I have time to do the ironing. But it takes up a lot of time. It's a faff.
0: I don't iron. It's not for You don't iron. <laughs> so it
1: only sits with me. But I've outsourced it. Because ultimately, it's just not a value that we want to have in the house. So we pass it on elsewhere. And that is some of the areas that potentially it's worth considering. Mm. Like when we say doing less, it can be that if you have the finances to allow it, that maybe you have a cleaner come around, that maybe you get your ironing done. I'm not saying that you, you spend all of your money on this that, and everything else. But what you've got to say is, where can I buy some time back But also, if I'm just going to sit on Instagram or I'm going to watch another program and and binge watch these things without even really thinking about it, Mm. then probably it's not worth spending your money and outsourcing something if you're not going to use your time a little bit more intelligently. But if you find that you don't have enough hours and you have intent behind the time that you would be spending if you had it then maybe it's worth exploring how you can buy that time back. And that can be as extreme as deciding to change your working patterns, your working hours and maybe working part time or taking a day off a week or whatever it happens to be to buy that time back. It ultimately everything around your time and how you spend it is about the intent and actually looking at it almost from a slightly outside point of view Mm. and saying, what am I doing? How am I spending my time? Am I wasting time? And the thing is, watching TV isn't a waste of time. Nope. Playing a video no, game isn't be, a waste of time.
0: It can be fulfilling. That's the word we were talking about.
1: But if you're choosing to do that, then it's because you're choosing. Mm. The problem is that we can do so many things that we can deem as a waste of time. We do them by accident. And when you do them by accident, then they become a waste of time. If you get home and you decide to pour yourself a glass of wine and then suddenly you've gone to bed and you've literally just arrived home and sat in front of the TV outside of eating, mm you could definitely measure that as a waste of time. Mm. But the other side is, if you said, you know what, I'm going to go home today and I'm actually going to watch a movie with my partner and we're going to hang out and then we're going to have you know, a meal delivered, whatever it happens to be, then that moves it from being a waste of time to a quality and purposeful evening. So it's actually about how you approach something and the same thing can be seen in two different ways. But again, it's all about intent.
0: Absolutely, and what you're being... Now, why I say this focus on being is far more important than what you're doing is because the flow of being actually, if you like, allows that ripple effect in the world. Let me give out a great scenario. If somebody wants to quit smoking, the image, the identity of being a smoker for them has probably been a lifetime habit or many, many years usually. If somebody is struggling to then give up smoking, it's usually because their habits, their environment, there's a lot of things that give them that identity of being a smoker, Yeah, so you can't
1: imagine yourself in particular situations without a cigarette. Exactly,
0: maybe there's a a routine where you have a cigarette after a meal every night. Maybe there's a habit that you always go out with your coworkers and have a cigarette break. So there's little rituals that happen. The one of the quickest ways to to change any habit is when you feel and take on the identity of being the thing that you want to be instead. So remember, the world never rewar- rewards you for what you hope to be. It rewards you, and it's based on what you are being right in this mm-hmm. moment, right? So if somebody's decided they want to be a non-smoker, the quickest way to jump there is then to imagine all the habits that a non-smoker would have or how a non-smoker would feel. So maybe it would be that instead of going out with the co-workers to the little shed for the cigarette, you decide, well, actually, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to go for a walk around the block or I'm going to ask that pal who sits beside me, do they want to come a little walk? I'm going to create a new habit. And also just take on the persona that no, I'm I'm not a no, I'm a non-smoker now. So every time I think of myself in a scenario where I would normally smoke, the decision is now I'm not a smoker, so I'm going to replace yeah, it with something yeah, else. Yeah, it's absolutely.
1: It's about replacing scenarios and and storylines and changing with how you sell.
0: Yeah. But it's it's very much how are you being. That thing that you want to be, right? So, like for us, if somebody wants to get fit and healthy, or no, let's go with money. If somebody wants to feel better about their money, it literally can be let's analyze what is giving you your identity with money right now. Feeling guilty, maybe you've got debt, you've heard someone talk about debt as being awful, you should feel guilty, you should sacrifice. So, you're building this identity of what you are right now how you're being the quickest quantum leap to what you want to be is actually being the version the identity of what you believe to be true instead that you want to achieve
1: yeah and we've discussed this before ultimately if you want to be in a particular place if you want to be a particular type of person you can probably find someone that is already that someone that you can look up to And, and ultimately they're doing the things they're being that person. So the person that's a fitness model on a magazine, they they didn't magically get the body and then stop. Mm. They're being a fitness model. They're being a magazine person. They're being someone that maintains a body yes. that can be on those magazines. And I'm not saying that that's an aspiration that we should all have. Not at all. But if it is an aspiration that you have, then you need to be that person. You need to embody how they do the things that get them to where they are. If you want to be someone that runs multi-million or multi-billion pound organizations, then you need to be someone that's behaving in the way that these people that already run them do. You need to be these kind of people. And that's, that's ultimately the key, is being your future self now.
0: Absolutely, and that being process is not necessarily doing more things. That's why we say it's actually doing less. That jump is mindful selection. And it could well be that you do far less or realize you're doing far less because you've made the active choice. And I would say when we're talking about prosperity, your fulfillment and things like that, do we tend to protect it as much as we do as maybe some other habits or other mindsets that we have in life. Let's look at the commodities we own, right? The physical things we own. So let's never let's not mind about our health, our wealth, or wellbeing. Like I've got an iPhone here, right? And you've got a
1: screen protector? You've got a case? I've
0: got a screen protector in case I drop it, which I have a couple of times by accident. I've got a case to make sure it doesn't get damaged. I've got a backup of all the software on it, right? Yeah, yeah. all your contacts are stored out elsewhere. And, and my and photos else. that I've taken on it are all on a server and right. So I've taken quite a lot of protection mechanisms on this one phone now answer me this matthew could i get another phone and have it looking the exact same way within two hours if i needed if i lost this
1: yeah if you didn't have a screen protector case and you beat it up for whatever reason you could probably get a replacement within 25 minutes
0: and it would work the same way i could call the same people i could do all the same stuff it wouldn't be upgraded it wouldn't be any, it would be the exact same absolutely so what drives me then To protect my phone more than I protect how I'm being and what I'm doing with my life. Why do I put so much attention and protection on commodities, but I don't put the boundaries or the things in place so that I can be what I want to be? And I know that would have far more change. That's the crazy
1: thing. We don't protect our time which is limited which you can't get back you can't replace we don't protect the time but yet the things that are probably covered under some kind of insurance so it's not even going to cost you out of pocket and yet we protect those significantly more we pay more attention to the the condition and we look at refreshing and replacing and (laughs) we we look at how yeah we look after it how it's going to be better how it can serve us We analyze so much about various commodities, Mm -hmm. whether it's the item of clothing or the shoes or the phone or the laptop or the TV, whatever it happens to be. We spend much more time focusing on how to get the most out of what we're doing how to get the most out of what we're spending, how we make sure we preserve it, maybe we buy the extra accidental protection, extra warranties. You know, we'll buy from um, somewhere like John Lewis because maybe it gives us a five-year warranty rather than the one-year standard. Like, we'll do all this faffing around, Mm. but we won't do it with our time or often on things like our health.
0: On our energy as well and how we're showing up. So if we take that, as Matt said, that much time and attention over the physical things around us, Why don't we then? Or, you know, is this inspiring us to set as much time and protection on the things that do matter? What are the key things that you know that you do that lead to your prosperity? Do we set those electric fences and those sacred Boundaries around those things and actively choose not to do things that don't add to our prosperity. And that's what I'm really going to challenge you with. Setting boundaries and being aware of what you're being will be the greatest gift in actually changing your prosperity. It's not actually a weakness to say that you're putting boundaries and you're being mindful of what you're being and choosing to do. That is actually probably a strength that's actually something that we should be encouraging others to do because as we said at the top of the hour maybe we've seen so many people who try to do it all and yes we have all the freedom that we can but your power your prosperity will actually be coming when you actively choose do less but some key focus areas the key things that allow you to be the person that you want to be the version of you that you do because I actually believe that it's not possible to have balance. I totally believe that there's going to be some areas where you'll always feel that that's just a little bit lagging behind or that's a little bit in front. There's, there's no such thing. You're not meant to be standing still. You're not meant to be in equilibrium. You're meant to be organic and growing that some areas will feel like waves going up and down. That's totally fine. But what we do have choice over is the things that we do with our time and our energy. And those things, those selection of things are, are then the key that then allows our prosperity to magnifies because of the energy and intention we're putting into them So what would be some of the energetic boundaries, some of the protection that you could put into place today so that you then could really see a noticeable difference in your life? Last podcast episode, we actually covered a tool that was called the prosperity wheel. It's one that I've talked about a couple of times. And if you listened to that episode last week, or if you want to listen to it after this, you're welcome to. But if you have listened to it, there's maybe been one habit you wanted to replace and one habit you wanted to take away to be, to become something greater that you want to see happen in your life, to be the person that you know you want to make appear and have the ripple effect. What energetic boundaries, what protection could you now put in place for that new habit to make sure you honored it And maybe it is doing far less than you ever realised before, but it really is that domino effect in your life. What do you need to actively stop doing and what do you need to add? And I think there's going to be lots of areas in our life when we realise it is not what we're doing, but what we're being, that you'll actually start to see that it's a sense of what you actively choose to have in your life that will make all the difference in your prosperity.
1: And also, when you're thinking about your energetic boundaries what you have to think about and it actually i think a lot of us don't set these boundaries due to fear but fear of that there's actually nothing we're fearing so in life when we got things taking up our time when we got things taking up our energies and our focuses what if you said no (laughs) what if someone set you a deadline and it meant that you'd have to stay an extra two hours at work and you couldn't achieve it otherwise and you just said no what would happen if someone asked you to babysit and you said no? What would happen if um, a couple of friends wanted to go out and you didn't feel it? So rather than just go for the sake of it, you said no. In most of these circumstances, the outcome is going to be no big deal. Mm
0: -hmm. It makes
1: you feel uncomfortable probably being the person to say no. You'd be second guessing what impact it makes. But it's one of those interesting things where... and and i'm guilty of it when it comes to dancing i don't like dancing at all because i feel like everyone's watching when in actual fact nobody can give a monkeys unless i am really out there doing something crazy i'm not going to end up on some kind of random youtube channel or fails or whatever else no one cares no so when you say no to something You'll feel it's a bigger deal, but other people will just probably move on from it quite quickly and get on with it and Ultimately, the great thing is if you really don't want to do something, it's an area that you you just don't want to do at all. You say no a few times and eventually people won't ask and then suddenly you resolve the issue long term just by having that courage to say no, and it's a courage ultimately based on your own fears and your expectations rather than the reality of a circumstance the moment you realize you can say no to things the moment you become confident enough to stake a claim on your own life then you notice that that is where the ripple comes because you say well if I was big enough to say no and that was a big step you know what what I'm going to do is make use of of that kind of negative energy I felt and the challenge I had of saying, no, I'm gonna turn that into, well, I better be productive and do something with it. I better be mindful about mm. how I'm gonna spend that time that I've just been bold enough to claim back.
0: Absolutely. It's, it's been a really interesting episode. I, I think I needed to learn this lesson in the past couple of weeks. Like, It's not about what I'm doing, it's actually what I'm being and how when I focus less on doing actions but actually my intention just showing up that's when I've seen my feelings and the ripple effect the most in my world being very selective about what I do is almost like doing is the last step like the being the intention the feeling and then what I do as a result is then more powerful.
1: So right now, what you're doing is listening to our podcast <laughs> yes. and we can turn it and shift to what we're being. If you want to be a good listener,
0: why not give us a five star review? <laughs> did not see that coming. Give us a five-star <laughs>
1: review and then you could be everything that you would want to be. And also, why not go back and listen to some of our other podcasts? If you're new to us, then we've got loads of stuff you can listen to, lots of uplifting messages, lots of thoughts on how you can put attention into your life in different areas and ultimately work towards having that prosperous life that you're really looking for.
0: Mm, totally. Well, thank you so much for listening today. It's been a joy. I hope it will inspire you. Um, maybe there's some things that you're going to drop this week as a result. We would love to know that. And so you can always email us at prosperityproject at and you can let us know. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll speak to you very soon.